Let's check up. Let's check up. Pull up a chair for the midweek checkup now. Welcome to the midweek checkup. My name is Bobby Gillis, and I'm joined by Lindsay Blair. This past Sunday, Pastor Jonah preached the gospel of God's cross from Genesis 3. He said that God's sacred image bearers rise up against the serpent's work in our world as we confidently long for Christ to make all things new. Jonah mentioned that we say the Lord's Prayer together every Sunday. Why? Because we want those words to shape us to the core of who we are so that everything we say or do is looking toward God's kingdom come, God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lindsay, before we recap the sermon, uh, do you have any general thoughts? Sure. Jonah said we must become a people who learn to recognize how much bigger sin is than we currently do. And we must become a people who recognize the voice of the serpent more clearly than we do. Sin whispers long before it shouts, and I think many of us don't recognize it until it shouts or leaves a devastating path of destruction. Now, for anyone who missed the sermon or needs help remembering, let's do a quick recap. Let's. Pastor Jonah began by recapping what we've previously learned in this sermon series, who we are and what we're called to do. He said that we are meant to be a generative people, and this means three things. One, Genesis moments, new beginnings that inspire. Two, generosity, giving away our lives. And three, generational thinking, building for the next generation. Yet we don't have to look far to see that we all fall short of this calling. And that takes us back to the sin of our common parents, Adam and Eve. The serpent came to Eve and cleverly twisted God's words. He set Eve up to feel safe with a question she could easily answer. Did God really say that you can't eat from any of his trees? From there, he doesn't just twist God's words, he twists God's character. What are the movements of God in the world? Genesis moments through acts of generosity with generations in mind. But what are the movements of the serpent? Instead of acts of creativity that inspire, he inserts distortions meant to deceive. Instead of generosity, he inserts scarcity meant to instill doubt. Instead of generational thinking, he inserts chaos meant to divide. Whereas God brings order, the serpent brings chaos. Whereas God brings life, the serpent brings death. Whereas God brings Trinitarian community, unity, diversity, harmony, the serpent brings self-protecting isolation. Sin distorts in order to deceive. What does this look like today? Well, is it wrong to desire safety or intimacy? No, but the parasite of sin distorts and deceives. Something is disordered. For instance, you lack safety. The serpent says, try it my way. It's all those people you can't trust, so just don't be close to anyone. Pull away. Take care of yourself. Don't go to church. Those people are all hypocrites anyway. When we are deceived, we doubt. When we doubt, we divide. God's image bearers must acknowledge that sin is a present reality and where possible work to mitigate it. When the serpent has worked through us, we repent. We acknowledge and turn from sin. This isn't about earning our way back to God's favor. It's about rejecting the voice of anxious deception and giving yourself to Genesis moments. Reject your fearful, fearful hiding and give yourself to generosity. Reject your autonomous self-protection and build something for generations to come. 
We will either die with an unfinished kingdom in a world where sin is still at work, or Jesus will come back and make all things new. Whatever happens between now and the day we die, let's be a generative people, giving our lives away for the sake of Christ's kingdom. Amen. And this coming Sunday, join us for the end of this sermon series where we look at the breathtaking promise of Jesus to make all things new. Join us and bring a friend.